Welcome to the KCSU Music Podcast on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm the podcast director, Matt Gusmarati, and on today's episode, music director Monty Daniels sits down with Nandi Rose, also known as Half Wave. They sit down and they discuss her new album called The Caretaker, as well as living in quarantine. Hey, this is Nandi Rose from Half Wave, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. So the first question I want to ask you was where your artist name came from. That's a that's a good question. Um, so I sort of have two answers. <laughs> one is the silly one, and one is the serious one. But I think both kind of uh, fed into the origin story. Um, so first off, it was from college. Uh, a friend of mine coined the term. Uh, we were talking one day about my romantic prospects <laughs> and how they never seemed to pan out. And he was like, you know what, Nandi, you've you've got to stop going after all these waifs. Like we've we've really got to find you a half waif. <laughs> and I loved that uh, I loved that phrase, and it stuck with me. And then a couple years later, when I was starting this project and I needed to come up with a band name, that phrase just sort of floated back into my head. And um, at that time, I had just left college and was feeling sort of adrift in the world. I I had left college. We had moved out of my childhood home. I found myself suddenly living in New York City and in some ways felt like I identified with the plight of the waif, you know, being uh, being kind of destitute and, and without a home. But the reality was, you know, it wasn't that I didn't have a home. It was that I had many homes and my heart belonged to so many different places at that point in my life. So I felt like I was really more of a half wave. <laughs> That's really and interesting. So yeah, the name, the name stuck. <laughs> that seems to really reflect in a lot of your music too, which is really cool. Yeah, you know, I think this idea of place and belonging and home has really been threaded through um, my life as a whole. Uh, I'm half Indian and grew up in, in Western Mass and always sort of, I held on to this sense of identity as like a way of, a way of feeling special. I think, you know, that I, that I was half Indian in this like community that was all white. <laughs> um, so this idea of being half something has sort of followed me. Um, and that's something I, I've kind of been keen to explore. Like, what is that? Um, where is my place in the world, you know, coming from these two different worlds? Yeah, for sure. And then I guess feeding into that, can we talk a little bit about your new album, The Caretaker, maybe some of the process leading up to the release? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so The Caretaker is out in the world now, which, you know, I was not expecting it to come out in these circumstances. Um, no one foresaw this time that we're in, but um, but it's really fascinating to me that this record is coming out right now because I wrote it at a time in my life when I was experiencing um, deep feelings of isolation and a sense of removal from the world. I had moved to upstate New York, where I live now. Um, I live in a really, really tiny town. Um, and I was just experiencing this sense of stepping away from New York, where I used to live, and 
stepping away from some formative friendships and relationships in my life. And so this album was a product of that time where I found myself alone a lot. Um, my husband's also a musician, so he was often on tour. And, and so I'd be alone in the country, kind of ruminating and reflecting on, um, on the state of my relationships and sort of the things I had done in my life to bring me to this point. Um, so it is interesting now that this record is out in a time of collective isolation and, and maybe it, it, maybe it makes the music, I hope it makes the music resonate a little more deeply with people to, um, also be able to enter into that headspace. Um, but I, I also worked on the caretaker over a long, a long period of time. Um, maybe not long in the grand scheme of things. I think often artists can work on records for many years, but for me, this was definitely the most focused I've ever been working on a record. I wasn't touring that much and I was very stationary, um, again, in this, in this small town, in this house. Um, so I, I was coming at this record with, um, a sense of letting it unfold maybe a bit more organically than past projects. I, I didn't feel any rush, I guess is what I'm saying. So, um, that's also kind of reflected in this time that we're in right now where the pace has really slowed down um, and it's given us more room to reflect and pause. Yeah, definitely. I definitely felt that a lot on the record. So it's really cool to hear you say that because um, it definitely did give me that feeling as well. Cool. Um, <laughs> and your music seems to have some really vivid imagery in it. Uh, was there any kind of scenes or stories that seemed to influence you a lot on The Caretaker? So this view that I'm looking out at right now, <laughs> I would say was a really uh, formative image for this record. I'm, I'm looking out at my yard um, and the, there's a train that goes right through the backyard. It's funny because leaving New York, I was like going to get away from the, the subway sounds instead <laughs> move to this house that has a freight train that goes like right through it. Um, but it's something that I found very comforting, actually. Um, again, I don't I don't see too many people where we live. We see a lot of birds and a lot of animals and we see this train. So there are these like non-human signs of life um, kind of populating the, the backdrop of this record and you can hear that in the the sound of insects um, and these these sort of night bugs um, that would come up in a big chorus uh, in the backyard and so they make their appearance uh, very literally on the record a couple of times but also in the in some of the synth sounds I was using I, I was trying to emulate um, just the sort of like fuzzy chatter of of these bugs in in the yard um, and the caretaker, this, this character that sort of emerged in my mind as I was finishing the record, her, her narration really takes place um, on this porch, on, um, looking out at this scene. She, um, she was charged with taking care of the land, but instead the land is completely overgrown, um, much like my own backyard. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and so the, the weeds are kind of growing up all over all over in the cracks of the house and the animals are, are taking over. And so this this setting um, of 
almost like untouched nature became became a big backdrop for the record um and and so those were a lot of the images that i was pulling from yeah that's really cool uh there's a freight train that actually goes through fort collins and i can see it like right outside of my window too so definitely that's can so relate. cool yeah <laughs> you can hear it wherever you are in fort collins i swear it's oh i love that yeah it's like a nice reminder i don't know and it, it, it feels like every time i hear the horn you know and it's approaching from from down the tracks it's like it's like a little hello <laughs> i love that <laughs> Well, I wanted to delve into specifically two songs on the album. The first one that I think hit me kind of hard was In August. In August, if I'm honest, we were on each other's team. Then autumn came with all its fate, I wonder how you've been. I have lost your friendship What does that say about me? Um, I kind of felt like you were struggling in the song to let go of someone who had maybe hurt you. Um, Can you maybe tell me a little bit about the story behind this song? Yeah, this was... um... As I was sort of alluding to earlier, you know, this was a point in my life when certain friendships were were no longer working. And I think a lot of that is the product of, of growing up and leaving the, the sort of easy bonds of school and college. Um, and even those first, you know, early, early years of my 20s in the city when everyone's sort of bumping into each other. And, and some of those friendships are you know, they sort of form easily and quickly. And then as you get a little bit older, you know, people move away and um, maybe lose touch. And as I was, you know, turning 30, that was just something that I was thinking a lot about. Um, and there's like a certain, there's a really particular kind of poignancy to a friendship ending. You know, it's, um, we we hear a lot about breakups and romantic relationships ending and that's a really it's its own precise sadness and pain um but i think i was trying to trying to get at the heart of this nostalgic um sadness remembering this person and also you know in, in a situation where it really isn't anybody's fault um this song was me trying to find where i went wrong um in the hopes that in taking some of the responsibility for that relationship ending, this other person could do the same and maybe somewhere down the line we'd we'd be able to come back together. Yeah, I think that's a really good perspective to come at it from because I don't think there's too many songs out there about, you know, friendships ending or, you know, of either party, you know, really going through it themselves. So I mm-hmm. really appreciated that perspective on it. Thank you. And then the other song I wanted to go into was Generation. I tried to dry my tears outside. I forgot it's a season of rain. 
Um, it was a song I kind of saw as being more optimistic at points, but then it mm-hmm. had still like these tinges of, I'd say like desperation. Um, mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit more about this song or what inspired you on this song? Yeah, my mom calls this my anthem. <laughs> when I first played it for her, she's like, this is your anthem for your generation. <laughs> it's like, okay, mom, uh, chill out. But it was very sweet that she uh, she connected with this song so strongly. Um, you know, the the way that I paced the record and this one in particular was with the idea of it ending on a slightly more optimistic note. I mean, this is really a journey. This is like the caretaker's journey, you know, throughout this record. And as she's trying to, you know, let go of some, uh, some of the um, thorns of her past in order to emerge stronger and more loving and more mindful um, and more connected. So Generation, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you feel like there's some, some optimistic elements because it, for me, it was that song. It's, it's an effort to, um, discard maybe some of those ancestral pains and um, ancestral hurts, you know, that I think we take on like a lot of our family legacy. And, um, you know, I, I think I've, I've carried a lot of pain from my parents' divorce, which happened when I was 14. So that's it's been many, many years of carrying that. Um, and also just the, the stories of, of the struggles of ancestors. Um, and so this, you know, this song, I was I was coming at those ideas from this new vantage point of getting married and um, literally changing my name. Um, our our names are so much a part of our identity and they link us to our past. So I think I was kind of grappling with that um, with that idea of moving forward, still connected to my past yet forging a new future for myself. And I think that's where that line is, you know, I am my own generation and, and that's partially like, you know, I, I've, I've gotten here on my own. That's like a little bit of a show of strength, right? Like I'm, I'm my own person. I, I, you know, despite the pains of my family, I've actually kind of emerged, um, more self-sufficient. And then it's also like, I am the source of my own, um, inspiration, my own pain, um, my own music, I, I, I generate the material for that. And, and it's also taking control and ownership. Like we can write our own stories and we don't have to feel bound to the, you know, to our narratives. Um, we have the power to write ourselves out of that, out of those cycles. And I think by the end of this record and this caretaker's journey, I was really hoping to relinquish some of those um, cycles and break those patterns and start something new. Yeah, you can't see my, you can't see me, obviously, but I was nodding my head <laughs> through a lot of that. <laughs> it's, like... <laughs> it's weird because I'm like, oh, yeah, they can definitely see me. I'm nodding my head and I'm like, oh, wait. right. <laughs> no, I felt that, though. I, and um, I, I just so appreciate, you know, these questions. And it's also a chance for me to kind of remember like where I was when I was writing this because it was you know obviously a little while ago now but um it's nice to have the chance to kind of get back inside the songs yeah for sure well I just wanted to know what your major goal or message is with this new album (sighs) I like that question (laughs) um (laughs) you know I think for me going really deeply inside to kind of 
stare my personal struggles in the face um, has always been important to me in order to move forward in a lighter, happier, more joyous way. Uh, I think sometimes we feel afraid um, to go to those places because they're dark and they're painful. But I've really come to value that process and it, it's something I, I, I sing about in Ordinary Talk, you know, it's, it's part of the process that going deep inside um, because there's so, there's so much that awaits you on the other end when you, when you go into that deep journey with yourself. I think um, it's getting to know yourself better and um, when we become more connected and more aware of, um, of what's going on in our emotions and moods and our um, visceral experiences, we can be more compassionate toward other people. Um, we can be more aware of our impact on our communities and the environment. Um, that's, those sound like lofty goals, but, but I think it starts small. Um, I think it starts in those, in those small kind of personal inner moments. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I get to do that with my music. And, um, and I hope that it also helps people, you know, kind of expel some of those, um, those thornier feelings in an effort to live a more meaningful life. Thanks for listening to this week's KCSU Music Podcast. Stay tuned for weekly episodes with varying topics involving music and sports on Sports Sundays and Music Mondays only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.